0: So here's my question. How is everybody today? Awesome. All right, I got a couple questions while I try and get this attached to my belt. First question. Who's happy to be here today? We all are. Who is happy that they have people in their life that they love? Who is happy for the people that have people in their life that love them? Who here is happy that we're in a nice, warm place? Who here is happy for the cold outside? Brian. All right, so as a quick note, uh, some of you, most of you know me, but some of you may not. My name is Kevin, and I'm not the pastor. That's Braden. I'm not a deacon. I'm not an elder. All I really am is the guy who stands, the big weird guy, Quiet guy who stands in the back of the stage with the worship team and makes weird noises. But I am a Christian, and I am a father of three terrifyingly beautiful children. Which is actually what we're going to be going over today. And no, I'm not including making weird noises coming out of the worship team. No, what I'm actually gonna kind of be dealing with today is basically something important for everybody. It doesn't matter your age. Uh, your social standing or anything, is basically children in the church and how to raise your child as a child of faith. So I'm going to be upfront. I'm going to be real. I am definitely not Father of the Year. Some of you may have heard. Hopefully not too badly. But no, no way is my intention in this to make it seem like I'm superior to anyone here. To be perfectly honest... A lot of this message that I'm saying this morning, I didn't even write myself. You should probably elaborate on that. So a few weeks ago, I sent a mass email, Facebook message, communication out to, ended up being 33, of my close friends, people I consider pastors, men of faith, and so on. Basically asking them for their top three tips in regards to raising a child. Raising a child into faith, let me phrase that. So, so like I said, I'll actually, perfectly honest, up front here, I actually, this is the message I sent. I said, hey, random person, I used their actual name, don't worry. <laughs> I was wondering if you could do something for me. I'm going to be tr- preaching on December 4th, and it's essentially going to be on raising a child into faith. What I would like from you, if you don't mind, is to give me what you believe to be your top three tips to raising a child into faith. Also, just an FYI, I am sending this to various pastors slash men of faith to get to see what varying, de- varying opinions I get. Thanks, and I hope to hear from you. So out of the 33 messages I got back, I got, or sent out, I got about 19 responses. So what I've actually done is I've actually gone through those responses. There's not going to be any slides here because I'm lazy. Uh, so... Of those 19 responses, I went ahead and I kind of generalized it into three, kind of three main categories, columns, whatever you want to call them. So the first one I talked about is more or less, more or less about integrity. Now by integrity what I mean is how you conduct yourself, let your actions speak your words. So that's actually the first point, is let your actions mirror your words. Uh, Dan Foreman, I believe he's a minister at the, uh, at uh, Burt's Corner now, he sent me a reply. He put like this. You have to live it in front of them. Kids have to see that it works at home. Nothing will hinder, your faith, hinder, hinder the faith of your children more than seeing a godly man in public, and angry dad at home. So... I am a little guilty of this. I've known my kids to have a bit of a temper. Like I said, I'm not perfect. This is definitely not Father of the Year stuff here. Uh, so another, another kind of case in point, Mike Burns, his minister at Cornwall, he also replied with, uh, live your faith instead of telling them what to believe. I said that wrong. Live your faith instead of telling them what to believe. Put the emphasis on the wrong word. So one of the things you might not have noticed of kids is how they learn. They don't, they don't just learn by telling you. You actually see. They're actually more observational learners than you would think. You've heard the expression, monkey see, monkey do. Actually, uh, Kevin Keller, he's the pastor at the Amazing Grace Church. It's an offshoot of the Mission Point Church. He phrased it this way, and I love this quote. I'm actually probably going to, Send it off later. Uh, If you say God should be first, then you have to live that way. Here we go. Kids are amazing at hearing what your actions are saying. And as we know, actions speak louder than words. We all put on a face in the morning church our church face but if your kids are seeing that church face here but not at home what's the message that we're telling them so how should we conduct ourselves at home easiest way is to show God's love in your life and let your kids see it Tim Hatt can't remember where he's stationed now But he put, be a godly example. Most effective is living out my faith in Christ. Children see and emulate behavior. Another one by Dan Foreman again. I love this. Be their pastor, not their preacher. Be a listener, not a preacher. Kids need to feel heard. Kids need to feel heard. Be their pastor, not their preacher. And that is a very, very tough one to crack. Because there's a lot of times, you know, don't do this. Yet we turn around, we yell, we be angry, so on and so forth. His brother Ben replied with one of his points is to teach and set an example. It must be both. There is a difference between being raised in faith and being raised in church. Kids will naturally believe what they, kids will naturally believe what they see working in their parents. Teach it, display it, unpack it, and live it purposefully. Don't set an example and hope they notice. Talk about what you do and why you do it. Show them. In regards to showing them, the easiest thing to do is be open. Be open and be honest with your children. That's something, as the father of the family, I have a hard time with. The father is supposed to be the head of the household, you know, the, the anchor, the strong point. I'm playing with these magnets. A lot of times my kids don't see how I'm feeling. When I'm stressed or when I'm angry. They don't see it. Be truthful. That can mean speaking the truth in love. But also But also be honest with your children, about your failings as well as theirs. It's easy to focus on what the children are doing wrong, but it's also important at times for a child to see that their parent struggles to cope honestly and truthfully with everyday stress. I have no idea why that hit me. Am I the only one? Carrying on mm. the next one so that, was, that all fell under integrity being what you want your kids to be next one is prioritize your purpose that might need a little bit of clarification as a parent we want our kids to behave a certain way we want them to do certain things We have to prioritize those needs. So first one, quite easily, is be present. James Stevenson had a good point on this one. Demonstrate that you prioritize what you want your children to prioritize. Example given, practice what you preach we need to live in such a way that our children see that our faith is more than just Sunday morning thing, but part of our daily lives. Here's the a huh, bit of a punt here. Here's the kicker. Don't punt discipling your children to someone else. Pray for meals. Pray for people. Pray about needs. Do devotions, help those in need, bring them along as you serve, etc. My friend, Jason, he had a really strong point. Minimize the number of competing authorities in your child's life. It's been my observation that many Christian parents simply are not raising their children. The vast majority of their children's day is spent with godless people learning godless ways immersed in godless media maximize the number of Christian authorities in their life. Time with you at home, time with you in the Bible, time with you in church, time with you and your faith lived out every day. Time, this has to be balanced with independence as they get older, of course, but that time with you matters immensely. Pray with your children and read the Bible together. Many of you, I should say many, some of you may remember the old Sunday school song, read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll... I was looking at you, Donna. <laughs> but children need to learn more than just from kids' songs. To be 100% honest, when I first heard that song, read your Bible, pray every day, and you grow, 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 I actually thought it was talking about my physical height. I thought I had a great prayer life. For those of you who don't know, and self-plugged in my self-esteem, I am six foot two. If kids don't see parents taking their faith seriously, then don't expect your kids to. You want your kids to pray, then they need to see you praying. If you want your kids to read the Bible, they need to see you, they need to see you reading the Bible as mentioned by Roger Reed. He's a youthman. He's one of the youth leaders at Hillside Church in Moncton. He also went on to say this, that he makes church non-negotiable. This is going to be a tough one, especially when you're coming into your teens when they no longer want to come to church. Nothing is to take the place in the faith community. And last point in regards to this. Is being consistent. Tying into the Make Church Non Negotiable. You got to bring him to church, no matter the cost. I saw on Facebook last week, my aunt actually shared a quote from a minister named Wayne Callahan. I'm not sure if this is actually his quote or if it's just one that he had copied that was pretty cool. But I found this to be exactly what it's like bringing kids to church, and the importance of it. He put this: I had to grab my phone up because it wouldn't transfer over. Bring them to church, saturate their saturate their lives with the word of God, even if they are on the floor, even if they need 437 goldfish and a sucker to be quiet. Even if you stand in the back, swaying back and forth, holding them. Even when it's hard, even when your row looks like a small hurricane came through it. Bring them to church. Let them see you worship. Let them see you pray. Let them see you running toward the Savior. Because if they don't see and learn these things from you, who are they going to learn it from? The world will teach them it's not a priority. The world will teach them it's okay to lay out and not pick out their Bibles. The world will direct them so far off course, confuse them and misinform them that just being good is enough. The world won't teach them about Jesus. That's our job. Bring them to church. Another thing quoted him before, but Mike Burns, he put this one. I, this is actually one unique. So when I sent out the messages, I got a lot of response back. A lot of them did say the same thing that I mentioned before, praying with the kids every day, reading the Bibles with them, acting out your faith. But this one was actually unique. I kind of had to include it in here because it's actually, it's actually a really good point. I would ne- so don't use disappointing God as a punishment, I never use disappointing God as motivation to behave. It's like telling your child to behave or the police will take them away. They are here to serve and protect. We don't want our kids running from helpers. So if we use God as a threat to make our kids behave, how do they see him? thing in regards to consistency and how you behave is to love what they love. Brendan Dickinson replied with this. Invest yourself in the things your children are invested in. Love what they love. Walk alongside them instead of chasing them or pulling them away. Of tying into that is to allow your kids to show emotion. This is another hard one. Very much so, you see your kid angry, stop that. Let children express and feel their emotions. This is uh, my friend Peter Ross in Cornwall. Children need to sense that we are a safe place to express and bounce off their emotions. God wasn't afraid to let his prophets express their anger and frustration with him. And we shouldn't be afraid to let our kids do the same. And going in from that, we actually have kind of the the big thing. And sometimes this is the hardest to do. This is actually simply enough. Have discussions with your kid. Talk about what's going on. And don't be afraid to ask the big questions. This was probably the most common response that I got. Peter Ross, again, he kind of followed up that point with this. Give space for questions about God which kind of goes with showing the emotions. When we have feelings, they often lead to questions. We don't have to answer the questions fully indefinitely. We can pray with them about it, or simply say, we don't know. Kids appreciate vulnerability because they're vulnerable too. So this is the point where I kind of get to put on my little evil hat. people here who are no longer raising kids. Their kids have grown. They're out on their own now. I had a a bit of a hard time trying to figure out why I wanted to preach this sermon, or why I wanted to talk, but I wanted to. I just had a hard time figuring out why. And that's because, with some of these points, I'm not talking about our children. I'm talking about God's children. Think back to the Great Commission. We were given an objective with three means to do it. Therefore, go and make disciples. Baptize them and teach them. So many times we fail on that third point to teach them. It's a very sad truth that I've seen not just with our church, with other churches in the past. People, especially young people, finally make the decision to come to the Lord. Only for some people to say, great, our job is done. They missed that last step of the Great Commission and they end up walking out. Show integrity by letting your actions speak your words. Show God's love in your life so that they can see it too. Teach and set an example and be honest and open with these new people in faith, these babies in Christ. Prioritize your purpose. Be there for them. They're going to need help. Let Let them see you as their main figure, their main presence. And pray with them and read the Bible with them. Make sure they come back to church. Don't give up on them. Invest yourself in something that they might find in. Just stay with them. Let them show their emotions and try and let them bottle up inside. And don't be afraid to ask the big questions. That's not just our kids we need to shepherd, guys. We have a whole generation of new believers coming. How are we going to treat them? What are we going to teach them? Well, I can think of one thing to teach them. One thing I hope they learn. Why we come to church? So I'm gonna ask that question openly right now. Why do you come to church? worship God. Why? He does. More than anything. The Bible says that his love doesn't make sense. I mentioned that the last time I spoke. A love beyond all understanding. Understanding so much that he did something with his kid that I could never do. Gave him up. gave him up for us, even when we didn't deserve it.